May the peace and love of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, be upon each and every one of you today. Thank you. Well, here we are. I think I'm going to tell you a little story first. It's a true story. I'm not making this up. Um, it actually relate, relates back to the first reading from Wisdom about the Holy Spirit, and you never know where the Lord is going to lead you, and you think you're going on a path, and it's a t totally different path. Well, when Father uh, put out an email to the deacons um, a few weeks back, and he said, why don't you guys pick out a date, a weekend that you can all preach you know, over the next month or two? And uh, I thought, that's good. So I started to look at, there's a Google Doc document that we use that we can put in when we're going to serve as deacons, and other things go into there too. It's a master Google Doc. And so I was looking on, and actually a few weeks earlier, I put in my slot and where I was going to be. And so I was looking through, and I was going, oh, look at this weekend, you know, Labor Day weekend, I'm on the whole, all the masses, because uh, Greg and uh, Mark were not available. So, well, this is perfect, I said. Look at, this is great. I'm already scheduled. I don't have to rearrange their schedule and my schedule. So I'm on all the masses anyway. And, you know, that'll be great. And I wouldn't even have to preach the Sunday night mass because it's not starting until next week. My thoughts. My words. And uh, so I said, that's great. So I started to then look at the scripture readings for this weekend. And I thought, oh, wisdom. There's so much good in that about the Holy Spirit and the, the way it leads you even when you don't think it's going to lead you. He says, there's a lot of good stuff I could talk about. Then I looked at the second reading about Paul and, and his young son, who he loved. And he was an old man now, Paul. So I looked in the mirror and I go, well, see, that works. I'm an old guy. I could probably get something out of that as well. However, when I looked at the gospel, I went, oh, what were you thinking? This is a hard gospel. Let me read again, coming out of Jesus' own mouth, what he said. A great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even himself, he cannot be my disciple. <laughs> well, gosh, you picked a good one there, John. You know, that's a, that's a, actually, as I said, the Holy Spirit is obviously leading me, because this is where I thought I wanted to go, and then I looked at it and said, oh, I don't really want to go there, but I'm here. So, Thank you, Holy Spirit, because as I was doing my prep around these scripture readings, especially around the gospel, I was uh, looking at a number of my spiritual fathers and the commentaries from them, and all of a sudden, you won't believe it, but a song popped into my head. Hard to believe, yes, I know. Now, you might be a little surprised in what song popped into my head. It goes like this. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Who are you? What 
have you sacrificed? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you? What do you wish us to sacrifice? Well, I, I think Jesus said it pretty straight, didn't he? Hard, hard, hard words. Hate. Now, we have to remember that hating our mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, and even ourselves, the hate word is not the hate word we think of. And we know there's plenty of hate speech going on in this world today. Jesus was using what Bishop Barron calls Semitic hyperbole or exaggerated for effect. He's saying to them, don't, don't hate the way you would emotionally hate somebody. No. Love them, but love God more. Bishop Barron always talks about if you don't put your life into Christocentric life, meaning Christ-centered in everything you do, it'll be, um, the world will still be all right, but you're never going to find that spiritual strength, that spiritual truth, that spiritual beauty, that spiritual goodness if you're only focusing on yourself or those around you. Now, there's nothing wrong with loving your family and loving your brothers and sisters and sisters, you know, but don't love them more than you love God. Shelly was sitting over here last night, and she cringed because she knows when she's sitting there, I'm going to say something. And I says, you know, I love my wife. She's the center of my life, but she knows that it's taken a long time for me to really understand that God needs to be first there, and she's right with God. Just as my stepson is, just as my family and friends are, they are very close to me. But until I put God there, because it's when God is at the center, because what is God? What do we say God is? Love. If God is truly love, then if we love God more than anything else, that love then will permeate out to everyone and everything that we come in contact with. But it starts with God. What did Jesus give up? Remember the song says, what did he give up? Everything. Right? So he's asking us to give up everything to focus on the truth that he brought. Jesus gave up because Jesus was God. Jesus brought the divine to meet the human. Right? He brought... God into our world so that we would understand that God loves us so much he's willing to sacrifice everything for the good of the other. You know, that in that first line, it talks, about, it talks about a great crowd was following Jesus. You know, in the first, last few weeks, if you've been listening to the scripture, Jesus was was in uh, dinners, he was in banquets, he was sitting with people, not real large people, number of people, 
but he was also talking about discipleship and what, you know, don't take the, the high position, take the low position. Remember? But all of a sudden, you know, these, uh, there's a great crowd traveling with him, following him. You know, and they're trying to figure out who he is. Who is this man? Who is this man who can feed 5,000 with a couple of loaves and fishes? Who is this man who can, who can uh, heal the sick, make the lame walk, the blind see, the mute speak, the deaf hear? Wow, this guy is really something. We need to understand this more. He actually raised people from the dead. And so I was thinking another little ditty of a song popped into my head uh, from the same 1970 rock opera that I won't name. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Well, the buzz is this guy, they wanted to be in his group. He's a winner, right? They wanted to be winners. He's a superstar. He wants, they want to be superstars. We all do, but we are not Jesus Christ. But to follow him, to be as close as we can to be like him, we have to put Christ, which then puts the Father and the love of the Holy Spirit right in our lives every day, every minute, every hour, every second, should be based on the relationship we have with God. So, we are, uh, we are here to remember that God should, every day we have to try to do it. I'm not always very successful. I'm 71, I'm still working on it. We all can still be working on it. We should be working on being Christ followers by putting Christ in the middle. When we don't, we are not going to be Christ's followers. You know, it's, it's, no, it's no accident that we have Christ on the cross, we have the blessed sacrament, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and then the banquet table all in line here because it all flows from that cross Jesus says you have to get to the resurrection through the cross and through consuming his body blood soul and divinity you know that hate scripture verse is one of the most difficult ones outside of the fact that he says eat my body drink my blood and you will have eternal a lot of people walked away from that one. But he knew those people who were following him on the way. Do you know where he's going, right? He's going to Jerusalem. What's, what's in Jerusalem? Crucifixion. He knows where he's going. They don't. That's why he turned to them and said those difficult words. Because there's a cross and there's a cost to discipleship. We have to weigh that cost, and then we get to decide. Jesus always makes us decide. We get to choose. We get to decide where we're going. To the Y gate or through 
the narrow gate. Pretty simple, pretty hard, pretty direct, but pretty simple, but hard to do. So today, as we come up to receive the body, blood, soul, and the divinity, or even a blessing, take Christ into yourselves and be consumed by Christ-centric life. When you walk out the door, it's not just people you know or families that you love, but anybody. I say this to you all the time, and you know it deep in your hearts and deep in your bones, that you have to be this image for people. You have to be this Christ here on earth, because that's what he asks us to be. Take up our cross and follow him. If you don't, that's okay. You can make that choice. But make the choice to be Christ-centered in your life. Because we know that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you, what have you sacrificed? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you, what do you expect us to sacrifice? And we know. Amen? Amen. So be it.